Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. cranberry juice i told you that 100 be hitting this tastes like that ocean spray it is <laughs> hey you, i'm a connoisseur of cranberry you, right? juice <laughs> that is medicine in black households that ocean spray ale. is top tier juice yes especially cranberry nobody's cranberry does it like ocean spray no definitely undefeated <laughs> i love that that dude who did the uh the fleetwood mac uh the skateboard dude mm-hmm. I love all his shit I just don't know how you skateboard and drink out the bottle ocean spray it's elite he's uh he's getting attacked for saying nigga in some video have you seen that oh damn <laughs> I, I knew like he bro. was rapping some lyrics and oh you know <laughs> it's, it's hard it's really hard it's, it's really, really it hard. is it's really hard because especially like if you really love music i can't just imagine like it's some songs that i'll listen to that i don't say like the f word anymore like when i rap a millie hmm. and i'll be like yeah i definitely was letting this fly back in the day i wouldn't do that now I don't think I don't think there's a song that I do that for. You be rapping all the way through. <clears throat> what yeah. I'm trying to think, what like, um, it's a a lot of hove songs have that word in there. I'm just thinking like to back to shit that I be rapping like Nicki Minaj shit. She had uh, Roman's Revenge with Eminem. If that comes on, I'm rapping it top to bottom. There's so many Eminem songs I can't rap. Like, whole Slim Shady LP and Marshall Mathers LP. But speaking of funny shit, this song is hilarious. Is this that one dude? That white dude? Uh-uh. <laughs> What is this saying? Always cooning for you? Look yeah. at the coons? Yeah. Who made this? Kinstra Mentals Keys. <laughs> what? This shit vibe you though. <laughs> That's the funniest part. It's giving me a... Who is it putting me in the mind of? Some Michael Jackson shit. Some uh, late funk. Mm-hmm. Some Earth, Wind, and Fire, maybe. <laughs> they be playing this with the videos of like Candace Owens and stuff. <laughs> How did you discover this? It's like one of those Twitter things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Definitely some Rick James vibes. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bass is definitely give me Rick James. Stevie. Parliament and Funkadelic, of course. 70s music is undefeated, bro. White and black 70s is. music is undefeated. It's pretty top. You got Fleetwood Mac, Pink Floyd, uh, Average White Band, <laughs> the Doobie Brothers. Early Prince, Grown Mike, Stevie at his peak, Marvin at his peak, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Commodores, bruh, OJs, Diana Ross. Yes. Dude, I have been on a Motown kick. Mm. We got some Motown records. Motown is like, perfect music for like when you're like I just want to have a good day yeah it's uh weekend music also I think that's the every everybody gets a uh, a vibe and every girl gets a different vibe that's the vibe I get now <laughs> this old school Motown shit yeah. like I was riding around just listening to the Supremes Diana Ross is fucking. Is it possible we don't give her enough credit? Our generation? Nah, we give Diana Ross credit because for once she's Tracy Ellis Ross's mom and we stand both of them very often. I just wonder, like, sometimes I feel like people take some of these people for granted. People still dress up like Diana Ross for Halloween. We are we still out here. I mean, she also is a gay icon. Also, we are we are definitely out here appreciating Diana Ross for sure. I mean that her kids. It's one of those Twitter things. Yeah, Twitter is (laughs) the worst. Twitter is angry for no reason. Just wake up wanting to be militant. The epitome of angry for no reason. For no reason at all. So what you been doing? I just like being on the funny side of Twitter. Uh, not shit, really chilling. Um, just decided to get out of my house. <laughs> That's how it was the last few days. Cause For, this nigga was getting on my nerves. Yeah, I just really been feeling I don't know, cooped up at home lately. Like I've gotten to that point where I've I think I've gone stir crazy and I'm just like <laughs> ready to get out and breathe some different air so um stayed at Jay's house yesterday and for no reason literally we were watching like Halloween shit <laughs> Next I know it's like 11 o'clock. I'm dozing off. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not getting up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay the night right here where I'm at. But sleep has been so good lately. That's one thing. Sleep has been hitting. Sleep has been good. I feel like I'm not getting enough of it. That's how good it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, just got in that super sleepy. Finna doze off into some heavy sleep mode. Fell asleep. Woke up. We tried to go live. I don't know what's going on with the lives. Like lately, it's 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 to the point where I'll go live, 
and then I'll be live for a couple of minutes and like I won't see anybody come in. But when I end the live, it'll be like, oh, nine people were viewing your live. And I'm like, why didn't I know that while it was happening? I wonder if there's a way to covertly watch people's lives. I don't know. But then also like it was weird. It was a weird glitch where like I would go live and it was sending me like the banner notification for my own live session. Like I'd go live and then I'd see K dot J Nicole is going live and I'm like, why? Why am I getting a notification? It is weird. And it wasn't coming from the other. It page? wasn't coming from my other page. Like I, it, I would be on that page on my personal page and it would tell me from my personal page that I'm going live and I'm like, this is crazy. So I don't know. I wonder. Also wonder. Do they cap certain people? Like from doing lives, I don't know. It's just one of those random things I've thought about. I don't know, but we have just been trying to like get a consistent thing going where we both just kind of do like a session a couple days out the week, just to grow followers, keep people interested, talk about shit, you know, just do something, but. The uh, the glitches are very discouraging. Glitches be tripping. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like Motown released like their complete number ones. And it's like 208 songs. 208. God yeah. damn. Stevie just left Motown. That shit is wild. When? Like today. <laughs> what? <laughs> he released two new songs. Oh wow, I didn't know that. One of them he has YBN Corday, Rap City, Chica, and Buster Rhymes. And he Is he trying to like have his own label? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then At this big age? Right, seventy. He'd been on Motown since he was eleven. Like that shit is wild. That's crazy. I've been on Motown for as long as my parents been alive. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, shit. <laughs> Everything. I don't know. Every there's so many like random new things starting this year. Yeah. Like things seeing, that don't make easy. Seeing Stevie Wonder starting over at 70s not even <laughs> on oh, the list of crazy it's things not even shocking yeah. right now that's not even top 30 like i watched that video where they recapped the entire nba season mm. and i was like this shit is wild as fuck because i completely forgot that the beginning of this season was the Kawhi. hey, hey, hey. yeah <laughs> <laughs> isn't that crazy now, granted, this is the longest NBA season ever, but still, that shit is intense. It's been a man. It's just been a weird time. <laughs> I don't know how we adjust to this in these quarantine streets. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It feels like Twilight Zone is the best word that I have for it. Yeah, it feels like the Twilight Zone. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't. I don't know how we recover from this year, or how we make sense of it. 
it's just gonna be so many documentaries about so many different parts of this year yeah that i don't know what the full ramifications are that's very true my favorite player of all time also won a championship (laughs) his fourth yeah a lot of people were turned up about that I saw the photo was um, who was that on the court with that kid turning oh, up with Rondo. A Rajon Rondo? The kid was uh, turning up with that sparkling right. uh, grape juice. And had the bottle turned. I was like, okay, this is cute. Um, what else big happened this week? The oh. debate. Yeah. We're going to talk about the debate. Oh, you said you wanted me to watch something. Are you going to watch something? Or... Oh, the Cleopatra movie. Oh, yeah. They uh, casted uh, Wonder Woman. What's her name? Gal Gadot. Can't tell you. <laughs> She's gorgeous also. But, yeah, they casted her as Cleopatra. Hmm. And Twitter has been getting on my nerves because Hotep Twitter is like, see, they're trying to uh, make Cleopatra white when Cleopatra was in Egypt. It was like, yeah, but she was a Greek, my brother. (laughs) Greeks are not African, my brother. I hate niggas. Yeah, everybody's doing too much. I wish black people would really just be like, Fuck Egypt. It's not us, bro. It's fine that it's not <laughs> us too. But they keep trying to make us. They keep trying Egyptians. to make it. Yeah, they keep trying to make it feel like everything that like every person that comes out of Egypt is black or. And most of the Egyptians now are Middle Eastern. Yeah, they're uh, is Arab descent. Is mm-hmm. that a wrong way to say? It? Either way it goes. But yeah, they're not black, bro. And it's fine that they're not black. Everybody that was in Africa was not black. Yeah. But people have this misconception. Yeah. That, I don't know. <laughs> it's just some shit we got to get past, bro. We like. I think it's, it's, um, it's just mis- misinformation. It's what's happening. It's just like the way that we are taught from certain people makes us believe that certain places look a certain way yeah and you know typically we're taught the whitewash side of things but when it comes to africa for some reason we want to believe that every single part of africa is just all black people you know what i'm saying um all black people no real diversity Honestly, like yeah. everybody's just brown skin with, you know, hair like wool type situation. Nah, speaking from the book. <laughs> I see you, sis. <laughs> but you know, like his feet were like bronze. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like everybody like there's there's a large group of black people who are under that guise of believing that about Africa. It's essentially like the Wakanda effect. Mm-hmm. It's like we're trying to make this mythical land of just blackness, and we just cast this on Africa. Mm-hmm. That's also why some uh, continental Africans have issues with African Americans because of that. 
we're not even doing the knowledge of the regions that we're from and we're just trying to bastardize everything but absolutely but yeah let's clear this up cleopatra was not black and it's not the white man coming up <laughs> with some theory just to make it to where they're robbing our heroes. Cleopatra was not black. Jesus was. Now I'm just one. <laughs> but no, but no. You were going to talk about that uh, in regards to Kamala being spoken over. Oh, no, um... Oh, I was. Those are two different things. I put and for some reason. I don't mm. know why. But yeah, I was. I was thinking of the. Uh, what was it? it was something else that tied. I was to, wondering. I was like, "What? That's gonna be an interesting <laughs> tie-in." It was something that. Let me see. Let me look through my Twitter notes. Mm. I got so many bookmarks. Same. I don't even I have bookmarks that I don't even go back and look at sometimes. Me too. I just be seeing stuff like, oh, let me bookmark it, but then one thing I did bookmark that I'm gonna read later is it said teens did surprisingly well in the quarantine. Hmm. Okay. In part because they got more sleep and family time. Which that makes sense. So hopefully these little kids get their shit together. See, I would have thought that it was the opposite because most of them would be on their phones and stuff more. Because I know I've been on my phone more. I think people, I mean, I've been on my phone more, but I think people also, I have seen more people get closer. Like my, my nephews have gotten closer with my sister and my mom just by being at home. So I could see that. Mm hmm. I worry about my niece because she's so young and she's these are like her first moments and she's just going to remember the quarantine. Yeah. That's going to be wild. It, it might not. I hope not. Really affect her really being home and close with people while she's young. Yeah. Hopefully it should help. I do think that I hope that the people that had babies and had little ones that they were able to spend this time with that they got the full benefit of it. Because they'll never be able to do that again for the rest of their life. I like just be at home. Uh, yeah. I wonder. I don't. I don't know, though, because I see how it is for my nephew and his cousin. Um, In the beginning of quarantine, she just started like doing like homeschool stuff. Zoom school, if you will. But when everything happened, they were just at home trying to be occupied until their mama got done with work like same thing with my sister like my nephew was just kind of there waiting until my (laughs) sister gets out work to be interacted with fully so i don't know for some it might have been good but not it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be different people have different experiences mm-hmm. what was it I was trying to find <laughs> those Jimmy Butler memes are hilarious which ones the ones where they act like he was a mechanic oh <laughs> <laughs> now it, it can get down if I can get down to the junkyard I can find you another door but that alternator gonna run you about 450 <laughs> I was crying 
that nigga Jimmy Butler put it all on the table, and he did look like a fucking uh, mechanic. The fact that we've all had the same mechanic experiences. That shade tree shit. Like, this, like somebody uncle that only smoked Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> nah. They always say nah. Started ever since with nah. Now, if I can. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Bro, people were in, uh, them white women were mad at Bill Burr. For- oh, yeah. I saw, I just saw what was posted on Twitter. I didn't actually see his, um, his whole bit, but yeah, I saw the outrage for Funny. sure. <laughs> June 31st. <laughs> he went July. That nigga is wild. Damn, he has some shit to say. It seemed like he'd been like waiting to let that loose. And <laughs> <laughs> his special, he kind of mentioned the thing about white women, but he went farther with it. Man, white dudes uh, <laughs> holding white women accountable is hilarious. Because Who it, else has been doing it on that level, though? Nobody. Yeah. Usually, what people do is they try to act like all Democrats are liberals or white, mm-hmm. and so they'd be like, "Well, the Democrats are the liberals." When they really mean white liberals, right? Yeah. They don't mean black people. Yeah. So they'd be trying to like use that bullshit with us and be like, "Little do you know how conservative black people are? We are conservative as hell. Mm-hmm. Even us, we're far farther left than most people, but we conservatives as fuck." I think it's crazy that so many people are surprised by that, though. I don't know why. Like, we're religious. So I'm just like, y'all, everybody has lived through the same time periods. Like, <laughs> like, did you really think the other side of the tracks is that different than where you're from? Or you just assume that we're savages? Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Uh, speaking of holding people accountable. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Should we start there or what? I feel like we started off weird. Not for any weird reason. I don't feel like that. Oh, I'm not drunk. That's what it is. <laughs> like, I literally just started drinking. I was like, oh, that seems weird. I'm sober. Anyway. uh, Welcome. Uh, so am I. Is this our first soberish podcast? <laughs> Nah, definitely not. Nah, we had a little streak where we didn't drink at all. Yeah, I think it was during early quarantine, was it not? Yeah, because it, it, it felt kind of weird, like, especially when we were remote. Yeah. It felt kind of weird to be drunk in two different places. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, I, I'm still sitting in this room alone drinking. <laughs> That's not cool, bro. Yeah, I was not drinking on those nights, that's for sure. Um. So, last week was the vice presidential debate. Mm. And it didn't move the needle for most people. I think most people thought that uh, Kamala was going to like rip him to shreds. Mm. Which, if the debate moderator had done their job, she would Would've have. Been made possible, yeah. But the whole time, I was just angry. Because I'm like, this nigga is really just talking over both of these women. Mm-hmm. Cooper. Cooper. 
come here. <laughs> but yeah, I like, and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't even like listen to the debate because it was just like he was just plowing through the moderator and her, and it was just like, yo, are we surprised? I think people were just expecting for Pence to be better than Trump just because how can you not be? Right. This dumpster fire. It's so easy to be better than Trump. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he was the exact same. Yeah. In my my opinion, he was the exact same. He was more so of the other type of white guy we hate. He was manipulative. Yeah. Gaslighting and all this other stuff. And and would just not answer questions. Be like, no, I'm going to answer. I'm going to go back to this question. Mm -hmm. Or trying to wrap his his evil in christianity and and heartfelt yeah type uh vocabularies he's using all the shit that i hated about he reminds me of the people we went to school with's parents yeah that i hated mm-hmm. like they try to act all nice and stuff but they're really fucking sadistic bastards mm-hmm and they wrapped themselves in being evangelicals and prosperity gospel and all this other <laughs> shit. <laughs> and they're really just evil hearted motherfuckers also. Yeah. And I hate that motherfucker. I hate him probably more than Trump. I can laugh at some of the shit Trump does because he think is a clown. That's what it comes down to. Is yeah. he is he doing fucked up stuff? Of course. But he also is a clown. Pence is able to wrap his evil in generic white guy, mm-hmm. which is the most dangerous person on the fucking planet. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And then all these dudes were like, yeah, he, he beat her in a debate. Like, no, he didn't. No, he he didn't. lied about everything on stage. Once again, not answering questions directly. Um, only wanting to focus on what he wanted to focus on. Like, yeah, like you said, like trying to go back and still answer a previous question using time for you know a different question it's like you can't do that you don't get to just choose how much time you're gonna spend on a question like you don't get to just add time in and start back over like no sir we don't get to do that a cisgendered white man can do that (laughs) but it's like don't don't they train for this don't they prepare for this you know what questions are gonna be i'm sure they gave y'all a study guide like (laughs) I think he was so well prepared that he knew how to, he knew it. He had a game plan going into it. That's what it seemed like. He wasn't listening to no questions. He was just like, I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. Mm-mm. And these bitches going to listen. I feel like that should be, like, I feel like they need to be a little bit more strict on what happens at these debates. You know what? Um, I'm, no, you good. No, you good. You good. You good. The other th- uh, thing that they use to their advantage, him and Trump, they're the sitting vice president and president of the United States. So it's only a certain level of disrespect you're usually going to give them, even mm-hmm. if they're being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. That's why when Biden was like, uh, come on, man, or called him a cl- uh, clown and all the other stuff, people were like, oh, oh my God, you're talking to the, the president of the United States like mm-hmm. that. They know that they have the bully pulpit and they yeah. use it. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I, I just couldn't enjoy it. It just yeah, it just needs to be I don't I don't like that they really get to go in there and just 
do what the fuck that they want to do. Like, I, I feel like either you're going to answer the question or you're not. If you're not going to answer the question. Just say I'm not going to answer the question. Say pass. Right. And, like, don't waste our time trying to finesse this shit. Like, this is supposed to be the point of the debate is so supposed to be so that we have a clear and concise idea of what we need to be expecting you know what I'm saying in the next term and y'all want to get up here and play games and and beat around the bush with answers like we can see through that bullshit and I just feel like after a minute if you have not scraped the surface of the question that was presented to you you need need to to be cut cut off. off Like they need to just start cutting mics off. <laughs> That's why they were gonna do the uh next presidential debate virtual and Trump was like, No, nah, I don't wanna do that. It's because they were gonna be able to mute Cut, his ass. Yeah. Which you should be able to. But I it's just I don't know. It's I'm just tired of this fucking administration. And I'm tired of It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> every day is some bullshit. Cooper, bro. I know it's because it has to be because of the dog. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Cooper, come here. It's just like when I go into work, Pablo, uh, Pablo sniffs my feet nonstop. They can smell the coop. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it's just the constant. Uh, I've been trying to hold. <laughs> Uh, men that I interact with more accountable about the ways they talk about women mm. lately, like in all areas of my life, like at work, like people will say something I'd be like, yeah. like somebody showed me a picture off uh, Facebook, and they're on I guess conservative ass Facebook, and it was just jokes about Kamala like under the table having her legs spread open and stuff. I was like, that's disgusting. And when they saw the look on my face, they were like, oh, I, I mean, now that you mention it, it is like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's somebody's wife and daughter. Nobody, nobody. It's social media. Like social media is really, I hate that I keep going back to it, but social media is really fucking with us. Yeah. And it's making us think that certain things are acceptable that yes. aren't. It is really brainwashing us. Like, I already knew I watched the social experiment. I'm not trying to get too far off. Of, uh, no, we could talk about that shit too. Yeah, I'm not trying to get too far off of the debate, but it's just crazy, like, how normalized certain fucked up things are because of social media and, like, one person's ability to laugh at something and make it a joke turns into just a community wide thing. And it's, it's some obscure shit that shouldn't even be laughed at or, you know, made into a joke. Like we're so desensitized to a lot of things that we should not be desensitized to. And it's dangerous. Yeah. Like when I was explaining to that person about the picture, I was like, that literally has nothing to do with her ability as being vice president. It's only about her female genitalia. Yeah, it's just about her. It's literally about her being a woman. And she 
And even to go farther with it, she wasn't wearing a skirt or anything. She was wearing a pantsuit because creepy dudes yeah, that would make doing shit memes like that. like that. Yeah, exactly. And like, I just thought, man, I understand. I'm trying to unlearn some of the just messed up things that I've been programmed as a man, even before social media and the things that continue to program us. Mm. It's so ridiculous. Like, it's just like on uh, Twitter today when everybody was talking about Ariel. <laughs> I was wondering where that came from, but then I saw that apparently Cardi then released some nudes. Yeah. And also with that, dudes clearly have not seen actual women. <laughs> like, it's, it's become more and more obvious to me, like, oh, you've never seen an actual woman naked. Yeah. Like these incel motherfuckers, like just saying stupid <laughs> stuff. He's like it's almost like you know a forty year old virgin when he was uh, like, yeah, her uh, tits felt like sand. He's like sand. He's <laughs> like, bro. So you ain't never seen a woman with areolas, like big areolas. Yeah, these like, niggas, the way they be acting over shit like this, I'm like, like this is disgusting. Be like, oh nigga, you only watch porn. Okay, <laughs> just say that. Just like, like don't. Like so you're clearly like, you're not having the sex that you keep telling <laughs> us about. Right. Just like the nigga be like, y'all kissing hoes? <laughs> y'all kissing hoes in the mouth, nigga? What? Yes, nigga. During sex? <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's trying to, I don't, like, that's that machismo bullshit that usually, like, back in the old days, you, your boys would eventually be like, nigga, don't say that shit. But now niggas can go straight to their phone and tweet out this stupid, ignorant stuff. Before consulting with anybody. Right. (laughs) I don't want to say that, bro. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. But, yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm looking at so much stuff that's going on now. Weird also. Like, Mm -hmm. because I've seen the social experiment and stuff too. And be like, that's what... I've kind of been alluding to with like some of these people saying not to vote and stuff with some of these prominent black people. Propaganda. They're agents of something. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid to do this. This isn't, and it's just like, uh, what's that chick's name? Asia doll or whatever. Said she wanted to uh, shoot hope Trump won or whatever. I have no idea. She's a rapper, but I've never listened to her stuff. And she black, <laughs> dark skin, and she hopes Trump wins. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Because she knows so many people that's making money, and like, yeah, you ignorant fuck. You, rich people are getting richer, and poor people are getting poorer. But your dumb ass think just because the people around you are making money that everybody, everybody, yeah. and people are starving. But yeah, all these people telling you not to vote and stuff. If voting wasn't. If it didn't mean anything, why would all these people be trying yeah. to make sure you can't vote? Why would they be? Why would why would there be such a huge campaign about making sure you're registered and absentee ballots and you know what I'm saying? Because they know that people are out here discouraging the vote. Every, I mean, I'm getting tired of like every social media thing being like, "Are you registered to vote? Are you registered?" To vote? But every time I open Instagram or Facebook, like, like hold up, nigga, yes, I'm registered. <laughs> you can't even click. Be I'm sure registered. To check to see if you're registered. Like oh, every day, right? Every day, <laughs> every time I open it, like let me, let me breathe. 
Hey, we got to bully some of these people into Cooper. <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Cooper, come here. I'm about to put you up. Keep acting weird. Go. 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 No. Go. <sighs> I'll just be chilling and ran- feel a random nose on my toe. <laughs> a cold ass wet nose. <laughs> like this nigga is a fucking. I didn't know you were a foot weirdo too, Cooper. <laughs> we don't like that shit in our house. <laughs> but yeah. It wouldn't be such a big deal or they wouldn't be ma- trying to close polling places or mm-hmm. make sure that people are waiting eight hours to vote. It's, it's the system is rigged. I just hate that people be so quick to buy into it, though. Like these ice cube niggas and just like y'all be so quick to buy into this fake ass imaginary bullshit like being on this contract with black america (laughs) shit like first of all that sounds corny i'm tired of hearing y'all niggas say that like right what what is this contract like you keep speaking about this thing that is actually like drawn up and documented and and like it's legally binding right passed through (laughs) legislation and you know i'm saying like y'all talking about this contract with black america like it's something that is is already official and established no like y'all are talking about hypotheticals while pushing people away from voting yes that shit blows my mind and it is Makes me roll my eyes so hard every time I see niggas on that wave behind some hypothetical shit. Like, please, please. Well, I don't think we should uh, give our vote to anybody uh, without getting something in return. Okay, yes. But (laughs) in the meantime, we're not going to get what we want if we don't put who we need in fucking office. Like, period. And then. Also, you notice people always, when they discourage voting, they don't ever talk about local elections. They always like, what is Trump going to do? What is Trump doing? What did Obama do? Nigga, look down the fucking ballot and all all those people before you get to the top of the ballot are the people in your community. That's one thing I I got on my nerves about the debate, too. I forgot what they asked, but um, Pence tried to say something about Obama. Um, I think it was. I think it had something to do with the pandemic or a health, oh. um, health crisis. When he did the thing about if uh, Ebola, Ebola, had, he said if Ebola was uh, was as if as many people got Ebola as as people who they got coronavirus, there would have been way more deaths than coronavirus, nigga. But coronavirus fucking happened. <laughs> like, let's not speed past the shit, like. Oh, like hypotheticals 200,000 people fucking died from this shit real people died yes <laughs> they about to lose bro I'm convinced that they about to lose I'm ready to I'm waiting I'm ready to see it um I feel like people are way too woke now to fall for their bullshit again and especially after this shit show like yeah and neither one of them really got dragged the way they should have been. But at the same time, neither one of them have really brought much to the table, if anything. 
but stupidity and and all of their points are always relevant and and not relevant but um irrelevant not even that but they're they're always based on somebody else's bullshit or somebody else's failure like oh like it's always just like deflection with them yeah because they don't have any actual ideas you don't have yeah you have nothing in place you have no you have no real policy you don't have anything organically from your brain (laughs) everything that you talk about you have to do it in reference to somebody else being shitty yeah. It's just like, oh, but that's that's telling on yourself. It's like, well, these people are shitty, too. And look what, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> so you grouping yourself in with fuck ups and right. shitty people. So you a fuck nigga, too, huh? OK, you know, what I'm saying basically to me, it just feels like they're being like, dang, like, I know we ain't shit, but look at how shitty are these motherfuckers. Right. Are. And that's not everybody acts like the Democrats are doing that, but no Biden them are actually having legitimate ideas and discussing legitimate legislation or at least trying to Right, (laughs) Trump been promising a healthcare plan for four fucking years. And ain't, I ain't seen a flyer. I ain't seen a poster. I ain't seen shit about their healthcare plan. It's just, it's going to be the greatest. Trump is lying to our faces now about even having this fucking virus. He's having a fucking rally. As we watch him <laughs> suffer from the virus. <laughs> we literally have seen this nigga struggle to breathe and hold in coughs. While he tells us that he's completely fine and he don't need no fucking mask. But are you going to believe him or your lying eyes? Because he... <laughs> It's the healthiest he's he feels like is he feels healthier than 20 years ago <laughs> you don't believe that a 74 year old obese man with uh heart problems and all this other stuff beat coronavirus in less than a week no my god can do anything <laughs> <laughs> now if trump wanted to win black people that's Ooh, what he should have done right. like, I, I was faster than praying as for me in my house <laughs> right as for me in my white house <laughs> we believe in uh, we are prayers Mm-mm. like man that dude also i don't understand these supposed christian motherfuckers how are they like how can you really sit up here with the antichrist and be like <laughs> he said i was uh what did he say i was uh looking down on the people that were praying for me like he said something almost alluding to the fact that he was like a god mm. it's like man he be saying some blasphemous stuff and these people be crying and praying for him you know but it's so easy to get church people or churchy people on board with some bullshit because religion is so like twisted now and and uh it's made to cater to whoever's preaching it so yeah people think like oh if this man who is rich and famous and whatever else he is worked saying hard some for shit it. <laughs> we should follow after or believe after that's another thing that that i hate too is like everybody thinks that we should just follow after and look up to people with wealth. Yeah. Just because they have obtained wealth. And it's like a lot of these people do not obtain wealth. Um, <laughs> In legitimate way. Legally. None one. of these people <laughs> attain wealth. 
Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire. There is no way that that should be That's able wild. to happen. Yeah, like what? A trillionaire? What is what is the point of being like at what point <laughs> of wealth is it like okay, I have made it to the point where no more money is really going to affect me and what I purchase on a daily basis. What a trillion dollars his grand his great 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 grandchildren will have money. There give all your employees health care. I mean, hey. Pay these people salaries and not hourly. Yeah. Like give them overtime if you working them like crazy like I don't look up to billionaires man I I, I righteously don't look up to billionaires at, yeah at, at a certain point I just feel like once you get a certain amount of money and you're a business owner it's, it, there's just comes a time when you have to shit on people it's that's that's what it seems like yeah like somebody has to be collateral damage in your process of becoming a millionaire yeah and then a billionaire trillionaire a trillionaire that's fucking ridiculous like rich people in this country have made so much money this year based on the pandemic and stuff it's evil and it sucks because meanwhile there's small businesses that are out here suffering and only got twelve hundred dollars if even yeah, because a lot of people still didn't get that, and then get no stimulus. Yeah, but still, I mean, I just don't like millionaires, man. I'm full on socialist now. I don't give a fuck. Like, it feels like everybody is like just becoming even more selfish too, which is another weird thing about this social media explosion. It's like the main word is social. But it's so antisocial. People are becoming so self-centered, and everything is about self and being self-serving. And I feel like that's another thing that's feeding into these people who are just like chasing wealth. Like B. Simone, like it's it is it's been interesting watching her grow. But at the same time, I feel like there was a certain point that she reached where she was just like. It's just all about money, 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 money. And that's when shit started falling apart (laughs) and she was getting close to being canceled or she was canceled for a little while or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't seen her as much as I used to. She, she been back popping up in my, in my, my media stuff. I wonder if I have her muted or blocked. It's probably because of, um, the stuff that I like on like my makeup pages and like, just everything being looped but i mean you are a global brand also you out here global <laughs> take it over one day one she's the mike in our jackson five <laughs> i'm tito goodbye <laughs> <laughs> i'm just uh playing the guitar and, and smiling mike losing her shit out here <laughs> whatever but no like it's crazy just seeing people become so like it's all about me, me, me and 
just trying to make money and ripping people off and and scamming, scamming, scamming. Not caring about none of that. Just only caring about the end goal, which is getting some money and, and for what? Like just for clouts. Did you see the uh, that TikTok of that dude being like, "Why you should date a scammer?" Yeah, a little young dude. Like this nigga just telling snitching all. Oh, that's a, this new. These new kids are dumb, bro. Like yeah. I when they wake up and realize that this social media shit is not real <laughs> life. It's like not these niggas are gonna get older and look back on these videos and mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck? We don't even have like the stuff to look back on, but like the those Facebook flashbacks be having me like, what the fuck was I thinking? And then also just being being in this era where we're uh hyper aware of how things work and having documentaries like the social experiment come out knowing that the feds basically pay attention to most of our every move like i'd be afraid to type weed into the snapchat thread message because right or you know what i'm saying like that's yeah i don't talk about like (laughs) I say stuff I do not talk about online. Y'all full blown showing your fucking software that you're using to hack into these systems <laughs> and these credit card scams you running and we can go shop. What was the one they have you week? We can shop on somebody else's dime. Be like, nigga, I, I can't wait till scamming is scamming is the new drug dealer. <sighs> yeah, and I don't I don't respect no fucking scammer. Everybody out here selling AirPods all of a sudden. <laughs> like, that's when I started. I'm just like, nah, this shit don't feel right. Yeah, y'all out here wilding. I'm not getting none of this shit from y'all. This How the hot fuck ass you get shit. It? Yeah, like, <laughs> the fuck? Receiving stolen property is definitely a crime, too. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people is. don't realize that. It's a misdemeanor, but still. Uh, it can get higher. Yeah, it can, on- depending on. That yeah. receiving stolen property fourth is missing me. Third ain't the amount <laughs> and the degree of yeah. But let me switch batteries real quick. Okay. I have been thinking. I feel like it's a little it's it's more than just sport. I mean that's definitely a big part of it because them niggas played all their lives basically, but it goes deeper than that. For him, yeah. But I have been thinking somebody tweeted. They were like, It seems like a gateway to black conservatism is football. Football, yeah. And I was like, Yes. Totally. Mm-hmm. And as a Form. I didn't play, as Thomas Glenn always reminds me, but I was on the team as somebody that was on the football team. <laughs> yeah, that shit is ingrained in us since Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. And it's all these conservative values, and it's from conservative white dudes who don't have any uh, credentials, but they somebody's daddy on the team and they decided to coach. So it's all this shit like just work hard, push through, it's no excuses, all this other brainwashing shit. And which is fine if you're a little white kid growing up in the suburbs. But if you're a little black kid growing up in the suburbs, there are some excuses. 
there are some things that happen to you that are beyond your control Mm -hmm. because of the color of your skin. And a lot of these Negroes never get that message. And they continue up that ladder through college sports, where it's even more white men unqualified to tell these young black men how to live their lives. And so every a lot of these dudes, the only people, male role models in their life have been old ass white dudes with old ass white dudes policies. Now, they weren't just outright racist to their players because that would be stupid. But it's a lot of ingrained things that they feed their players. And after a while, you reflect your leadership. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these old football players be on some fucking bullshit with all their uh, theories and all this other shit. And yeah, I don't I remember when we were talking with Thomas and he was talking about why so many black athletes go towards white women. Yeah. That's also what I was thinking about too. Cause it just fits in with the showing basically to white people that I made it to your side of life or, right. I, you know, I have a pretty ass white woman on my arm. Right. Something that you don't have. And I'm a fucking nigga. I'm legit. Mm-hmm. Too legit to quit. <laughs> Not just legit, but just I'm accepted. I'm over bonafide. Here. Like, yeah. Like, oh, no. oh, brother, we're out there. <laughs> like, this is my rite of passage right. type situation. I, have, mm-hmm. I might take that part. But yeah, it's all of that shit. It all goes in ha- like hand in hand. We're all chasing this white American dream because we don't, for the most part, we're not taught what the black American dreams look like. Um, a couple weeks ago, they had the thing where I think it was a hundred black families bought land in Georgia mm-hmm. to start a community. And it's going to be called, I think, Freedom, Georgia. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that. And I was like, that shit is dope. Mm-hmm. But the history nerd in me was like, mm, based on history, it that really ain't going to end well. It's not going to last. And it never does. Um, One of the... This might be a little Somebody long. Somebody will find a way to destroy it. Yes. Um, My... I believe third great grandfather on my mom's side was a runaway slave. He ran away from uh, a plantation that was owned by Jefferson Davis's brother. It's called Davis Bend Plantation. Now, Jefferson Davis's brother, who Jefferson Davis was the president of the Confederacy, his brother had a revolutionary idea that he was going to have. The, the people of the plantation, the enslaved people of the plantation, to run everything by themselves. So the overseers and everything would mostly be black. Mm. Uh, my great-great-great-grandfather ran away, joined the Union Army, and fought in Vicksburg. But on that plantation, after the end of the war, uh, Jefferson Davis brother actually end up selling the plantation to the black people some of the enslaved people 
Some of them eventually moved to Mon Bayou, Mississippi, and started an all-black town. And it was very successful. And eventually, over time, it wasn't as successful. That happens. Sometimes by violence, it'll end. Like you got the infamous Wall Street, Black Wall Street in Tulsa. Or you got Rosewood. Or you got Greensboro, mm-hmm. Sweet Auburn Avenue. The list goes on. But I still think that that's our best way to the black American dream. To pull yeah. our resources together. We just have to do it without being so loud about it. Yeah, move in silence. Like, we can't keep announcing. You know what I'm saying? When I saw that, I was like, damn, this is dope. But I was just like, this would have been way cooler if like it just happened and we knew about it. But we didn't put it in the atmosphere for white people to know about it. You remember that's how we like we need uh code words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. We really do. Like we need a whole code words for some of this stuff. And it's not it ain't even got to be black exclusive. But it has to be woke exclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you ain't fucking with the movement certain words that you we need to have codes. And these cooning ass niggas can't be out here explaining our fucking codes. Yeah. Because you tell code, you get your ass. You're beat. not going to play both sides. It's some things that we, we got to go back to. I agree. And that's the only way these movements are going to push forward. And it's also important that we have white allies, but white allies know that. They're helping the movement. Mm. And this movement is a black thing. We appreciate allies and being real, true allies, but it's got to come from people of color, specifically black people of color. It's, I am glad that the Freedom Georgia thing, they already had the land before they announced it. So that's a little, it's like, no, we got the land. This happening. It's like, okay. I, I tried to convince Spock. I was like, a couple of years ago, I was like, man, we need to build like a Wakanda <laughs> in Mississippi. Cause land is cheap in Mississippi. And if you could pull enough people, you can build. Yeah. Easily. We got to start thinking in, like, we got to start working on generational wealth. Yeah, I was definitely, that's where I was going to go. Um, <laughs> when we talked about these rich ass white people driving these cars. Do it. Um, no, we definitely need to start focusing on generational wealth. Um, just for the sole fact of being able to take a lot of pressure off of your kids once they reach a certain age and they start, um, you know, just getting to the point where they need real money. You know what I'm saying? Raising a kid to the age of 18, that's, that's supposed to be the easy part. Like, yeah, you got to pay for they, you know, medical and make sure they're good, but that's supposed to be the easy part paying for, you know, little school fees and little activities here and there. But when it comes time for them to, you know, start driving and building credit and, you know, purchasing apartments and 
there's so much struggle on the side of just regular middle class and under black people because we don't we don't have we never have any kind of cushion when we're starting off so we kind of start off in the struggle we start off trying to scratch up yeah and like scratch our way up and it makes things so much harder um especially when you're talking about not really being able to also get the better jobs like it's just we don't have the connections it's just shitty so i feel like we definitely need to focus on what we can do to pad our pockets and make sure that if and when we do have kids that they don't have to start their adult lives off so stressed and worried about the financial side of life I think that as millennials, that should be what we strive for. Like we're already having less kids than our parents and definitely our our freaky ass grandparents and great grandparents. (laughs) Put the dick down, grandma. (laughs) Step away. (laughs) From grandpa. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like just imagine how much of an easier and less stressful life you would have had just knowing that hey if i'm yeah i'm in college and i'm not really in the best place to go to work right now because i'm trying to study for all these exams and you know what i'm saying like if you could just not have to work while you're in college and only focus on school imagine how much better that was my college. After I got back here, I didn't have to work. Was not my college. <laughs> my parents also told me specifically if I came back, I wouldn't have to work. See. Because it was going to save them so much more money. Mm-mm. So, like, yeah. I was out here free. As see, a that's bird. the kind of that that's the kind of shit that really can help. I don't know. It just setting setting our kids up, setting setting the generations that are coming after us up for success is just what we need to do. I think it just is going to be better overall for black kids coming up. Like taking that burden and stress off of them mm-hmm. is going to allow them to excel in other things. Cause I just feel like there's so many just young kids who are burdened and stressed with just trying to make sure that they have money to survive. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, I will say that my parents did a good job in that way. Like, they didn't just like kick me and my brother out when we were like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like, we definitely were at home for a while, but it helped us because, like, my dad when he was young, if they were still in the house after eighteen, they had to pay rent. And my mom and my dad both like. If our kids ever come back, we'll never ask them. It was certain stuff that they learned growing up. They were like, "We ain't gonna do this," mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they were. They had the the sense, especially at a young age, to be like, "It's certain stuff we ain't gonna do." But then at the same time, though, it's also because your parents got to a point financially where they knew that if you did need to come back, it wasn't going to make or break them to be able to 
yeah have you in the house it was gonna like like i went to graham freshman year and the recession happened so mm-hmm. it was like it was like real and then like i don't know just being away for a while like i didn't know it was just certain stuff they wouldn't tell me because i mean i was a kid i didn't fucking need to know that shit but like when i got back and i realized some of this stuff i was like okay I was being a little brat because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go with Graham and I want to go with my friends. Yeah. And it's like, yo. I mean, you you weren't being a brat. That was important to you at the time. And they didn't tell you what was really going on. So it's not like you really would have, you know. Yeah. Like they, that was just you having a normal, being a normal. They guarded me. 18, 19 year old. Yeah. I mean, I have good parents. I have really good parents. Yeah, me too. I mean, of course, they fucked me up in certain ways, but <laughs> hey, it happens. It's like I, <laughs> not intentionally. Like I was talking to my mom the other day, and I was like, "What is one goofy thing that you thought when you first started having kids that was just gonna be like you just knew was true or whatever?" And she was just like, "I was more or less." She didn't say she was ready, but she said that she had planned for most things. The one thing she wasn't ready for was just how <laughs> she told me that she was at Alcorn because she had my sister when she was in college. Well, right before she went to college. So she was at Alcorn. She said she was up studying for a test and my older sister was just having a bad night. She was just crying nonstop. And my, <laughs> my mom said she was literally studying, holding Maria, and she looked over to the right and my dad was asleep, just passed out. And she said, I just remember that moment. And then like, I could see in her face that she was the 20-year-old <laughs> version of her. I was like, you just became the 20-year-old me. She was like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> they, like, I don't know. They somehow made it. I think what helped them, though, is they moved out of fucking Mississippi. Yeah. And then they knew that they had a, a complete support system in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Here, they didn't know anybody. So it was like they had to make it. Yeah. And it was like we can only depend on each other. We don't trust any of these motherfuckers out here with our kids. So one of us is watching our kids 24 hours a day and we just going to make it. If it was in Mississippi, it would have been different. My mom was like, she knew the stuff. She knew the dangers at home that she can keep us from. She didn't know in Huntsville. What and then she definitely didn't know growing up in the suburbs mm-hmm. all the shit we can get into and I got into all that shit <laughs> but she didn't know <laughs> I was out here wilding thugging in these suburban streets young buck <laughs> speaking of suburbs this is what let's see what this fuck nigga just said who would you please like me? Remember? Please. Please. That's Trump. I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? The other thing, I don't have that much time to be that nice. You know, I can do it, but I gotta go quickly. We don't have time. They want me to be politically correct. Oh, yes, let's discuss it. Let's talk about it over the next 10 years. No, no, no. Now, we saved your... You, we saved suburbia. I ask you to do... Saved it from what? Them niggers. 
They made sure that the uh, low-income houses couldn't come in their nice cul-de-sacs. They kept them blacks and Hispanics out. So vote for him. He'll keep doing that shit. That nigga ain't even dog whistling at this point. Mm-mm. He flat out just being like, yo. He got a megaphone. Right. <laughs> like the meme with the woman yelling into the <laughs> megaphone. That's that's what he is doing. But yeah. I've, but when I also was talking to my mom, she was like, I, I told her, I was like, some... I'm nervous at times of how I will mess up my kids. And she was like, that's natural. But you we're have to give gonna, yourself grace. Yeah, we're we're all going to leave our mark um, on somebody. And if you're going to have kids, definitely it's going to be on your kids. Um, and it's not always going to be positive or the best, but that's just what comes with being human you know what i'm saying and your kids will get to a point where they will realize that you are human the same way we did like it's it's hard for young you to look at your parents as human beings right. with emotions and and the same emotions that you as you at that so it's just like you go through life kind of thinking that this person is supposed to be perfect but then you you grow up and realize that they were just trying their best. I mean, like, even if you do have some type of negative impression, it's not necessarily your fault. Like that is being a parent is still you growing into you as a person. Yeah. You're going to fuck some shit up. You're learning on the fly. Your kids are, you know, I'm saying in close proximity to you or they should be for, you know, I'm saying majority of their lives growing up. Some of that is going to be in their reach. So it's natural. But you ever think about how wild it is that your parents are only like 20 years older than you? Yeah. like. I think about that all the time. Like I, every time, like my parents have a birthday, or my, when my birthday comes around, I'm just like, "Damn, these niggas were twenty five, right? With a whole ass kid. <laughs> they were twenty five when I came along, and I just really wonder <laughs> what they were like <laughs> because I do not remember <laughs> them until I was like two or three. But still, like, I didn't really know these niggas. <laughs> It's crazy. One second. Especially for people with like young, young parents. Yeah. Like my my mom was 18 when she had my sister. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just weird being a fucking adult. Like a real ass fucking adult and having all these experiences in your life mm-hmm. and then it'd be triggering the fuck out of you. You'd be like, oh. It's like, but it's okay, bro. It's gonna be okay. We've made it through. The other thing is, you, you have got, already made it through. I've made it through so much bullshit. A lot of the worst <laughs> parts of dating. Already. Yes. So literally, it shouldn't be much that will shake you from, from this point out. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna take my time, bro. I'm I'm not rushing anything. I don't think anything that's rushed is gonna last long anyway. For me. Now some people meet somebody the first day and they just know. 
Yeah. And that's it. I'm just not one of those people. Mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> I did see, I think you liked it or wherever I saw it. Cause I can see all, everybody's likes <laughs> about the, uh, people are renting out. Well, you can rent out a whole movie theater. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I, I did look that shit up. Like they're doing Halloween movies now. That's like, pretty dope. Like a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's not bad either. That yeah, that's especially date if you money. bring your own shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> like niggas too. Like oh, the nigga discount. Oh, bring I got all the drinks, snacks. Your own snacks. Shit. All the snacks, nigga. But like they have, they have like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Ghostbusters. I think I want to try to do Ghostbusters. Aren't they doing like um some drive-in Halloween movies too right now? Yeah, local. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So that'd be like that's a cute idea too. And that food trucks is right. Like it's so. I guess like it's legit, just dope. Just being like able to express myself mm. through this because it's so part of my character. I haven't been able to flex happen to yeah. right in a while. Yeah, I'm still very skeptical about these dating apps i feel you you know what i'm saying i'm happy for you friend <laughs> <laughs> glad it's working for you but i just I, like i can't see myself starting back up on honestly it's it's just gonna be hinge because there's nothing else out here hinge is the only one <laughs> but i just feel i just feel like my bio would just be too aggressive like because I've been through it all with these niggas on these dating apps. And I don't want to come off as like <laughs> angry, bitter type of woman who has a list for a nigga. But I'm also like, don't waste my time. <laughs> like I'm, I am here to be serious. I need niggas who are here to be serious. If you... Say you feeling me and you want to meet up and then decide that you going to change your mind. Be honest about that shit. Like, I'm tired of getting stood up. <laughs> I hate that that's just a thing that yeah. that is possible with these dating apps. But I'm tired of being stood up. I'm tired of being, you know, drug along. Like, we're going to meet and then we never fucking meet. I'm tired of niggas immediately wanting to FaceTime just to make sure that you look how you look in your profile. Bad bitch alert. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not FaceTiming you. I'm not FaceTiming a nigga that I don't know. Right. I have had like niggas literally ask like after the second or third message, like, would you be okay with FaceTime soon? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't even like FaceTime like that I to begin FaceTime. with. But I fucking hate FaceTime. Especially somebody that I don't even have a chemistry with you. And you want us to sit here and look at each other through the phone <laughs> and think that some kind of chemistry or spark is supposed to be ignited. <laughs> no. Fuck you me. <laughs> Just because you want to make sure that I'm not catfishing you. Amen. I, I, in Alabama, how many people are really out here getting catfished like that? I mean, that shit be happening. <laughs> I just don't like, believe it's that many people nah, bro. super catfished. It's, hey, that shit be happening. <laughs> that nigga Spock got to tell me stories. <laughs> Lord have mercy. 
But like the other thing is everybody has their own dating trauma. Yeah. So and we're just projecting this shit on people. But I mean your makeup do be a little too on point for people to really <laughs> She's an actual person. I can kind of see that. She she really looked like that. Like, yeah, she looked like that, bro. It's an honor. It's annoying. It, I bet it is. <laughs> it is annoying. Yeah, I bet. That's yeah. that's part of your own struggle, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I don't know. It's kind of. It's very weird. It's a weird place. Um, <laughs> like being an attractive woman, like not even just trying to flex, but just like. It's just a it's a weird place. Like. I think people also don't ever expect me to really have a personality. Yeah, I can see that. Like not. I can see why pe- that people don't think that about women because yeah. they don't they don't think about women's personalities. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, <laughs> like women are literally ranked based off of what they look like. So I feel like if you're pretty, then that's all that people really look for you to be is pretty. Like nobody yeah. thinks that you're going to possibly be funny or like witty or interesting able to in any kind of way. Carry on a conversation about anything. Yeah, that deals with real life. I don't know. I don't know. Like, nigga, I do this shit. <laughs> but it's just like, how do I how do I set my profile up in a way that <laughs> doesn't come across intimidating? Yeah, like explains that to niggas. Like, hey, like please just don't be weird. Like, just if you could just talk to me, like I'm one of your niggas. Like, we will be, we will, we will do the best if you could, like, not. Fuck it up. Mm. I, I've been thinking about like I've been thinking about that. Maybe maybe you should be barefaced on some of these. I do. I have plenty of photos where my makeup is like way lighter or none at all. Like I don't know. The other thing is niggas don't be really reading profiles. Yeah, they don't. But on Hinge, that because you can respond to certain things in your bio, that's why I'm like, my bio needs to be. <laughs> Courtney said, a kid named Juice has a laugh that makes me laugh. Every time I listen to the podcast, I can't help but keep going. <laughs> a lot of people say that. What is it about my laugh? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a pretty goofy laugh. Like, like your your hearty laugh, like your deep. That's the, my real laugh that I goofy laugh that I can't let people hear because they'll take advantage of me. You can't be this cute, huggable guy with a laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very animated laugh. Uh, my date, my part of my dating thing is realizing that I am actually attractive. Hmm. And be like, well, why does she like me? Yeah, I think I have that experience. So it's like, I don't know. And I'm also just still coming to grasp with the whole thing that women are actually attracted to bigger guys, too. Because I swear I, that shit is new. But it's not new. But it's just. It's just out. It's my own insecurities for years of being like, so I wasn't tripping when I thought I was good looking. 
No, it's not new. It's just out. Like I said, it's yeah. just. But it's still like, it's a, it's, it changes things. Like when you're just like, okay, so I wasn't gaslighting myself when I thought I was good looking. I was good looking. People just didn't want to say that. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I got this haircut that I was like, yeah, I'm out here. I'm, <laughs> I'm that nigga. Like I was wearing our, uh, the black hoodie today. That shit dope, bro. The weather has been. It's like we're back in that weird purgatory. Yeah, where it's like kind of warm, summerish fall with a. <laughs> it's like warm with a fall breeze. Yeah, it's not humid. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday was blazing though. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. It wasn't no breeze yesterday. <laughs> yesterday it was just hot. I'm pretty sure it's like eighty five. I think it was because the rain this weekend. Yeah, the rain changed some shit. Like, I wore the hoodie Saturday, too. Like I got my hair cut. He cut it higher than usually I would get, but I'm glad he did because my hair was, like, had gone a month. So, my hair was, like, standing up. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't been able to lay down if he went too low. Yeah. So, I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have to get a cut, like, Tuesday. And then I'm going to be back in the game. I'm mad I lost my, my wave pattern because it was I was waving, waving. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Waves on swim. I don't know. I just also I like dating black women. I don't know why niggas be not trying to date black women. That shit is dope. Cause people hate black women. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. And I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's something about a look. A black woman gives you a look. It's like, I can take over the fucking world, bro. (laughs) I am invincible. Get you a black woman in 2020, honey. You know the fucking vibes? Yeah, I am. I don't know. I'm ready to to be dating again, but I'm not ready to do it from a dating app. Bro, I think you're gonna have to do it. It's gonna be bullshit. I ain't trying to sell you no dream. We like it's gonna be all perfect See, and rosy. And, and that's what makes me feel like never mind. Maybe I'm not ready to date again because I'm not ready for the bullshit. I mean, it's not. I'm not ready for the bullshit. So, I, like, I don't. I'm not trying to say that everything has to be perfect, but the first inkling of bullshit is gonna trigger me back into a hiatus and i just don't want it to be that way that's dating though i know but it's dating in general i've done that for years on end countless traumatic experiences i feel you back to back to back (laughs) i just i'm not i don't mm -mm. like like what i was saying on like saturday when i don't know the other girl that you were talking with but i on Twitter, oh, I don't know her either. She just follows. I me. think she follows her pod too. Yeah, but uh, like when we were talking, I was like, "That's just when I did start like actually being on Hinge and stuff daily, and going through likes and stuff, and actually reading women's profiles, not just being like, oh, she cute.' <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it works. Yeah, I've done that. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying that sometimes, like, timing is different. 
So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.